0: Greetings and welcome to this episode of AV Nation TV's Connected. I'm your host David Nanto, and I'm uh, here. We didn't we, we didn't get enough of CES already. I'm here with a couple of my friends and colleagues from CES to talk about what we saw and what we heard. So, uh, Evan, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, it's Evan Kerstel. Many of you uh, know me from my fanatic social media presence, and uh, here to share my experiences of my first CES.
0: And uh, Doug.
2: Hi, um, I'm Doug Mone. Um I'm uh, uh, Doug on IPcom, on uh, Twitter. Um, I've been doing technology for at least uh, since the early 90s, um, editor-in-chief of On Magazine, and uh, going to way too many CESs, as I was telling Dave earlier.
0: <laughs> yes, we've been to a lot of them. And, and, you know, it's an interesting thing that I, I've seen some, at least two, Maybe three, but definitely two blogs and articles over the last week as we record this. It's uh, you know, about a week and a half after CES ended uh, where people saying that Vegas is no good for CES and uh, it's, it's, it's a bad environment and people can't get around. And, um, you know, having gone to, you know, more than 20 of these, probably even more than 25 of these, uh, I don't know any other city that could handle it. Um, if you don't have a lot of experience in the place, you're going to find yourself doing a lot of unnecessary walking and waiting in cab lines and other things. But if you do understand the t- tricks and tips, I don't think there's a city on the planet that could handle 170,000 visitors like this. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of CES, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, on, on how the city handled it and, and what your experiences were? I
2: know as scary as this sounds, it's gotten better. Um, it used to be the case where if you wanted to get a cab at night, you had to wait 20 minutes for a cab. Um, thank goodness that we now have Uber and we have Lyft um, to ride share. To, and and it's, it's hap- it, it seems to be a minor, a minor miracle that um, people putting ride share pickup at a different place other than where the cabs are has seemed to have distributed crowds and distributed people, um, picking up people from moving from point A to point B at CES. Um, but I'd say that there's – I think, Dave, your point is right. I mean, CES will claim 170, 180,000-plus people. Um, there is no other place on Earth that I think you could do it. And I know the one of the other well, threads Well, the, the, the
1: problem, I think, is is the U.S. – not so much CES show, but U.S. infrastructure. So, you know, Shanghai could do it. Dubai could do it. The problem is we don't invest in, uh, you know, public infrastructure, public uh, uh, mobility in the way we need to. So, you, you know, the monorail is in Las Vegas is pretty limited. There's no light rail. There's, no, of course, no subway. And, and if you look at other cities around the world, uh, there are much better ways of moving large numbers of people between point A and B. So, you know, I think it's more of a US infrastructure issue than a CES issue. When well, I would, I would agree.
0: Asked. I would agree with both of you, except I would make the point that, you know, when you're in when you're in Las Vegas, love it or hate it, um, you can get a really good dinner for about 10 bucks and you can get a really good dinner for about 1000 bucks. And you can go out to see a show or you can see friends or you can grab a drink. I mean, the variety and extent and difference of things in one short area. Yeah, there are other cities in the world that could do it, but I don't think you would get that kind of mix of low cost and high cost in the same place. Not to say that the vendors don't gouge, which they do around CES week, but still, it's, I don't think you'd be able to find a place where you'd be able to have dinner at McDonald's just as easily as you could have dinner at the top of the Eiffel Tower.
1: Right. I had several good dinners per night in Las Vegas, so I, I would definitely <laughs> um, uh, concur as far as that's concerned. I, I thought was most interesting, this CES, my first, was mobility, actually, on the topic of moving people around. I mean, the number of fascinating electric-powered uh, air vehicles, air taxis, air transit, Uber Air, that will, in the next two, three, five years, get people around cities in really economical ways was fascinating. And so that was one of the highlights of the show was actually mobility and transportation, ironically, talking about uh, moving people.
0: Yeah, that's a wow. chat that I was actually having with some uh, colleagues as well around this concept of mobility. That's a term that's been used and taken over by a lot of industries. Whether it's you know the the, the people with disabilities getting around and having more motion, we used mobility to describe you know mobile telephony for a long time. Now that seems to be co-opt, co-opted by you know this transportation. But you're right, that that looks like the future. I hope it's going to come. I just don't. I'm still afraid it's a little more promise than uh, than delivery. But it'll be interesting to watch.
2: Well. I think the meta-issue to think about and look at is it's no longer the Consumer Electronics Show and the parent um, organization has changed its name to the Consumer Technology Show. But So when you get into things like mobility and electric um, uh, air transportation and things like that, there's been a big shift over the past five to seven years um, where the PC and the computer are not centerfold. It's let's bring everybody else into the party, um, and I think that um, uh, Consumer Technology Association is doing a, a, a good job of bringing more people into the in, into the fold, so to speak. Like if you go back five years, uh, they've Consumer Technology Association, the, the CES is where you show off your new cars, and five years ago you went to the car show and. Um, In Detroit, the Detroit car show was the big thing. Now it's CES where people want to show things. So I think the evolution's been very interesting, and it's also very interesting to note that there's more and more enterprise-ish and small um, business-ish products and applications and services showing up at CES. Um so I think that, that evolution is that evolution is good in some ways and it's and it's not so good in other ways because as it as CES starts sucking in some of these other topics, um they're taking away fire and they're taking away money from other shows that may be more focused on a specific um, area of interest.
1: Yeah, case I'm in point you. was the digital health uh, part of CES. I mean, I think Digital Health CES is now one of the biggest health technology get-togethers in the country. And it really has be- become a showcase for everything from smart, connected beds that learn your preference and temperature and uh, and uh, positioning to wearable devices of every kind to you know sleep monitors from the likes of big companies from Philips and others. And uh, I love how personalized and human a lot of the technology is becoming. Uh, beyond just the gadgets that we've seen over the years.
0: Well, I'm 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 with you both. I agree. <clears throat> I the, the I'm a big fan of CES. You know, like I said, I've been to many of them. I'm going to keep going to them. The the advantage it has to me, and this is what we talked about when we were together at our podcast, is that you know it gives you a really good look as to what's happening in the next 18 months in all of technology. Um, so to think that it's consumer or or any one of the niches, it's not. It really gives you a sense of where technology is going. So in that sense, it's the most important trade show that I go to over the year, including the ones in my industry. The thing that I'm a little bit upset about, and this is not a CTA thing, this is an all-conferences thing. I'm sure you read the Forbes story about the guy who had a booth for his smart potato. He stuck an antenna in a potato, and he called it a smart potato, and they sold him space. Um, Because CTA, in this case, and any one of the other people that are holding conferences, are in the business of selling booth space. The more they sell, the, 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 the bigger their coffers are, the bigger the show is, the better their press is. But they're selling to anybody. Before there was crowdfunding, before there was um, Indiegogo and Kickstarter and the rest of them, if you wanted to get a product into the market, you would have to – go to a banker or a, or a VC company or somebody, and you'd have to have somebody approve. Now, you can stick an antenna in a smart potato, and the CTA will sell you a booth. And the opposite end of that same problem is some of those car booths. You know, I was particularly miffed with the Mercedes booth. Uh, I was walking around the back of it to try and get out of the North Hall the other day, and, you know, I'm walking, and the door's open. they got a full kitchen in back there, bigger than my kitchen at home. They're showing they've got this enormous behemoth booth that you can barely get around, taking up probably the space that easily 40 exhibitors could be showing really quality products that we could be learning about or technologies, and they're showing a car themed on Avatar that they're never going to make. So it's a little bit disjointed. Are we seeing technology? Are we seeing concepts and not technology? Well, we're, we're our... seeing
1: entertainment, you, I... you know, and this our, our society and our economy is now driven by two things. One is attention and the other is entertainment. And in that case, it's a it's a hybrid of both, and so you, you know, do you blame a company spending you know ten million dollars to get a uh, hundred million dollars in in free media at, at CES? Probably not. If I were the CMO at Mercedes, I'd probably spend my budget in the same way. So again, this comes down to the uh, the media centric, social centric, attention centric world we're now in, where. You know, anything that gets your attention for ten seconds is a win. So, you know, for better and for worse, that's kind of where society is right now. Well,
2: I think the the area of spending big is not exclusive to CES. Um, you know, you have to spend money at a show like
1: this in order to get noticed. Um, the guy with unless the smart you're Evan ex- Kirstel, because I I spent zero and and got about six hundred million impressions on the on the CES well, hashtag. You're, so. you're one of a kind, Evan. Well, thank yes, you. But I take that for good and for worse. But what, what, present company excluded, I, I get your point.
0: You know, I,
2: and, and that's it's it's been that way for years. If you it's, you know, there's a minimum amount of money that you need to spend in order to get recognized at CES, do the size of the show. And that's been that's been that way for for decades, literally. Now, the guy with a smart potato, he had a gimmick. Um, but um, I'd say that he's an outlier. Um, and we're always going to have a gimmick. Last year's gimmick uh, was the controversy over the, the woman with a sex tech. And, you know, her gimmick was she got banned out of CES, and she certainly milked that for all of it was worth. Um, and now it's like now they're allowing sex tech on the floor of CES.
1: <gasps>
2: you know, but you look at the proportion. I'm, I'm kind of
1: jealous about the Internet-connected potato. I, I wish I had that idea. To, maybe next year it'll be a, an Internet-connected a, a banana not not taped to the wall, but but nevertheless uh, internet connected. So yeah, this is the name of the game in marketing yeah. these days.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's not you know it, there's no way around it. And I know Dave, Dave, you would like the perfect thing, you, you would like the perfect experience, Dave. But you know, it's CES. There's no way they're going to get we're going to have a perfect experience. Um, other than if somebody's like running you back and forth between booths in a lounge chair. I mean, it's. Um, I just also, wonder
1: how the how CES could use smarter technology to bring people together. I mean, all the talk of AI and the Internet of Things and wireless and messaging, and yet, you know, getting meeting someone and having a meeting is a is a triumph at CES. Why couldn't there someone come up with a more interesting way to network, to to meet people, to have internet connected badges to. Uh, to leverage social networks proximity technology mobility well
0: i mean you know, as, as much as as much as five years, little as five years ago, I think, maybe even four years ago, but definitely five and six, if you wanted to post something from CES, you would have to walk outside the convention center. Yeah. The, 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 the connectivity inside was so pitiful that you couldn't even get a signal that would work to, to transmit any media or make a phone call. So I, I give them credit. They have appro- so improved this, is this
1: Are you being an old man yelling at the cloud to, to talk in terms of memes? Are you,
0: are you no, that no. guy? No, no. No, I'm not. I'm not the okay. stodgy guy. Although I, I am gray, it's hereditary. You get it from your kids, like <laughs> I said. Um, the um, the 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 issue that I'm talking about is that th- they could do a better job with the whole show. But if they do, they're probably going to wind up having to change the show. That um, they, you know, that I would like to see a place where where the car makers could show whatever they want to show for however many hundred thousands of dollars they build in their booth. But I don't have to walk past it. How do we separate out the products? the concepts and maybe it's two shows and maybe it's if you've got a product you go here and if you've got a concept you go there i don't have a better idea than what's out there right now but there must be some better idea as you point out for leveraging technology or or setting up meetings or something right now it literally is just a madhouse and there's no other way to describe it
1: yeah so let's dive into some of what we saw and liked Uh, what were some of the top things you you saw products, gadgets, services, devices that you uh, you still remember and uh, and are interested in.
2: Well, um, I. Go ha- ahead. Oh, I was going to say uh, the Lenovo foldable um, PC slash tablet slash whatever you call it. Um, that was very interesting, um, and I think Lenovo also had a, a, a laptop that they're rolling out, which will have an. E-Ink um, outer display, um, so you'll be able to, um, you know, basically read a Kindle book on the outside of your of your uh, laptop, or do other things with it as well. And then um, and then if you need your regular ordinary PC, you open it up and do work. So I thought that the that it's an interesting play on on integrating two different um, devices into one. So so I think that. The Lenovo foldable and the Lenovo e-ink um, laptops um, were both interesting. And, and you know, and, and I'm a cynic. I mean, you know, I've seen everything. And it's like, oh, no, faster processor, pretty colors, you know. But Lenovo had a couple of new concepts. And, and you know, they may or may not be successful, but, um, you know, they're trying. And that's a lot more than I can say for somebody like HP, which basically, you know, swaps in the latest processors every year and and maybe tweaks up a couple of things.
0: I'll, I'll give you uh, an agreement on that one. I think Lenovo had a terrific show. They had a lot of great people, a lot of great, I mean, they weren't even on the show floor. They were kind of off the yeah, floor. Yeah. On the sands in their booth i think we bumped into each other in the front of that at one point but uh, but but they they had um they had some nice products they were even showing some mtr products there which the enterprises people enterprise people were interested in um so i do agree with you they had a terrific show um i think that the lg people once again shined um their press conference was was really trying to create a framework and uh, a concept around AI and how it'll go forward. And, and, you know, this is one of the big things that came out of the show for me was that AI, is, you know, the way we use whatever we call AI that exists today is interaction with a device, interaction with our phone, interaction, you know, with an Alexa or a Google Home. And they redefined it. The whole show redefined AI this year as the the devices will talk to each other, creating a mesh intelligence and they'll be able to help and communicate and help you know help people help lives help cities. So I really I I, I think they had another good show as well. Um, on my on my downside, things that I weren't really all that happy with. I want to I want to specifically Doug go back and forth with you over Panasonic, and we'll do that in a minute. <laughs> but um, but um, the 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 I was very surprised Google, which which essentially blew away the show the last two years definitely scaled back their presence this year and it was a, it was noticeable only because of how over the top it had been in the past they still built their concrete structure outside with the slide into a bubble tray but uh, but they weren't around the floor as much and I was very surprised with Samsung you know they had this huge um, in the central lobby uh, showing off some of their netbooks that were there and every time you ask them a question about the netbook oh is this one of the 5G ones no no not really oh is this one of the ones that has the faster speed no no not really it's like I don't think they Really even understood what they were there for and when I went in to do the demo because there was no line they gave me the first unit they gave me didn't work so mm-hmm. I, I think they've kind of fallen on themselves a little bit um so I don't think they had the best of shows what, what about you uh Evan any any winners or losers from your perspective
1: um yeah there were just so many I think smaller interesting innovations that that stood out a lot of interesting stuff at IOT in the Bosch Uh, area and with LG in the home and people love making fun of robots but I you know some really practical applications of robots that I thought wow that's that's going to take off whether it's a robot that washes dishes or makes you cappuccino or a home robot that sort of cleans the windows as well as the floors like a Roomba. I mean I think robots are going to really hit the home and and the lawn and, and and stuff in very practical ways. So that was that was really fun to see. Cool.
2: I'd have to
1: say, oh, I'd have to say
2: that um, um, Bosch had an interesting press conference talking about AI. Um, their theme this year was all about AI. It wasn't like a Bosch, which was their which was their uh, marketing tag last year that I think Evan uh, remembers for better or for worse. But um, you know. AI is, everybody's talking about AI, so we'll see what happens on um, uh, on practicality five years from now. Um, I think digital health, uh, to circle back on that, I couldn't walk five feet, and, and I was joking with Evan about this, um, and I'd stumble across something that was digital health-based, and, and that was from the beginning of the show at CES unveiled where they have their tabletop exhibits all the way through the second uh, day of the show where I was walking around on the show floor at the sands I mean there's a lot of digital health um, going on um, yeah and I was and,
1: really I was really intrigued how you know no matter what the condition or or disease or or bodily mental issue there was some device or company or product or service tr- trying to help and I you know, as we all get older and age longer and have parents who are getting older, it's great to see, you know, potentially practical devices that can help help you in your daily life, whether it's, you know, products to help you meditate, relax, or, you know, uh, that help you sleep better or monitor your sleep. or You know, there's things that that tech for good that, that I think is going to come out beyond just the gadgets and the hype that we usually see. Yeah, but I think the flip side to that,
2: Evan, is that, I've been hearing meditation for three, four, or five years. Um, you know, it may be repackaged to a different device or a different app. Um, and there's other things on digital health that I've seen that haven't quite come to fruition or they've or they've or they started out as a consumer play and now they're they've been shunted off
1: into a more professional um, uh, help, Yeah, I think it's 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 it's, it's always gonna take that one big hit to really to really uh, take this industry to the next level. And I think the Apple Watch is, is kind of a success story. I mean, the number of people and apps and services that uh, I saw around Apple Watches was pretty extraordinary, including, you know, uh, managing your health records directly in the watch to, to uh, you know, keeping track of, uh, of pulse and, and oxygenation for people who need that. So, you know, I think that we have the, the makings of, of quite a, A phenomenon and things like that yeah like go
0: ahead no I was gonna say it was interesting there was one company that emailed me about how they have a watch just as good as the Apple watch for significantly less money and I replied to them saying it's not a money thing you know the people who have the Apple watch love the Apple watch the people who don't have the Apple watch are the ones that can't figure out how to use it can you make one simpler you know, don't forget the money. You know, it's, the price point on that one's already been established in the market. So again, I agree with you. There have been a lot of things like that, but but you know, we, every once in a while you get a marketing person. We should talk about the marketing people too. But every once in a while you get one that's just kind of off the mark. Well, yeah, marketing I, I
1: people they're... not not hitting the mark. I'm shocked. Not, <laughs> what you... kind of industry profession do we have here?
0: I don't know if i'm getting myself in trouble or if you're going to get myself get me in trouble all right let's let's take two seconds and talk about um panasonic i had just come out of the lg press conference Um, spent a little bit of time coordinating, got in line for the Panasonic press conference. So LG has already hit me with, here's their new products, here's the way they're looking at technology, here's the IoT company they're working with and the framework. And we sit down at the Panasonic press conference and we get um, an ex-Olympian endorsing, you know, an Olympic team and Olympic champions. We get bragging about, here's all the places that have installed us. Then we get uh, Disney Star Wars and Stormtroopers. Actually, Stormtroopers actually running in the room. And it's a 45 minute press conference, and we're about 30, 35 minutes into it, and they haven't talked about a single product or technology. Now, you know, the, 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 the good or bad debate. So in my mind, that was a total waste of time for me. I don't cover them. I don't. I mean maybe some of the major media does cover give them more coverage if they've got more gitch and more fancy flashy things. I'm there at a press conference to try and figure out what's their what are they doing this year, what are their concepts. Other people couldn't stop raving. Their Twitter impressions that, that hour were amazing. Look, it's a stormtrooper, look, Ray's on stage, look at and it, and you know, Phelps is on stage and it's like I, I I don't know if that was good or bad. I didn't like it, and I know you and I were going back and forth on that, Doug. Well, I, I think that I have a history when
2: Panasonic was rolling out their tablets, probably a decade ago or more, and Panasonic's pitch at the time was, here's our tablet, it's better than everybody else's tablet because it's made by Panasonic. And so they've stepped up their game a lot in terms of interest. And, and I think that from the, um, my, my I mean, I'll be honest, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, 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 I enjoyed it because it was refreshingly different from a lot of the other crap and boring crap at some cases that that you go through during press day. Now I can see where I mean they they did talk about a lot of niche products within that that um, within that press um, uh, conference. Like for instance, um, I'm not going to go out and buy uh, Panasonic's uh, digital 4K laser. Yeah. No, well I'm not going to buy the fire truck either. But you know that's got the Panasonic Toughbook in it. And there's and the interesting thing from a um, uh enterprise perspective is that that thing talks to the cloud and panasonic's running the running the uh telematics um uh monitoring for that for that fire truck and and other vehicles so okay mm, maybe i'm not going to buy a fire truck but the thing that they're doing in telematics in the cloud that's of interest to me
1: yeah um, the the, the, secret the secret here i think with panasonic is they're kind of really at heart a a boring industrial company. I mean, they really almost exited the traditional consumer electronics market some time ago and are doing very well in the industrial sort of B2B plumbing, if you will, infrastructure markets and smart cities and smart factories and sensors and, you know, a, a giant catalog or portfolio of products there. But that's not sexy enough for CES, right? So they have to create some some hype and some some sizzle ar- around what they do. And I think that's true with a lot of companies who are, frankly, kind of boring industrial companies, but they need to showcase something and yeah. uh, put a happy front end on what they're doing, like at Bosch who sells sensors and, you know, automotive OEM products, you know, and, and that's what they do. So there's a bit of a disconnect between the reality of their business and what they show at CES.
0: I will, I will. I don't have as many followers as you do, Evan, not by a long shot, but I was I was busy tweeting away from the LG press conference the what I thought as, as really good innovations in AI and some of the product announcements that LG was talking about, and then they came up with a refrigerator that's able to make craft ice, and I put out a, a, a three- or four-second four video snippet of, of them playing a video of a refrigerator that's making craft ice and put out a, really, guys, you're making craft ice? What the hell do we need to care about that for? That was my most followed and appreciated. A tweet from the LG press conference everybody getting excited about how it could make craft ice so you know i'm not necessarily the right judge to be talking to on this topic anyway
1: well that that the, the 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 device that cools your wine in 2 minutes you know you put a bottle in there oh man i and love it that device chills i <laughs> love it. i don't man don't get me so, started so you know right? our our defini- definition of innovation and what you know the mass market kind of catches on to grabs onto is, is very different.
0: Okay, let's I... talk about uh, five or six or two or three or whatever you have products that you saw, little things you can actually put your hand on and start using or, or technologies that you that you see are going to change the market. Um, I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples from my standpoint. One of them was um, this concept of, of true wireless earbuds. I mean, you're talking about health tech. You couldn't walk 10 feet at the show without spitting on a company that that's making their own version of true wireless earbuds for a fraction of what they're going for now. So if you know anybody, that's buying Apple, you know, AirPods or any of the other stuff. Just wait about a year. You're going to be able to buy this stuff at um, at your grocery checkout next to the gum and the Tic Tacs for thirty dollars or thirty nine dollars from major manufacturers. So, so the, the the wireless earbuds are going to flood the market within about a year. Be be looking for that. Um, another one that I saw is a small company. Actually, I've got some of their products sitting right over here. Uh, Tenovaults. Here it is. This is the, the this is the, they're making they won an actual uh, um, uh, innovation award for a new AAA battery, and they go along with their AA rechargeable batteries. What's interesting about these things, uh, nickel cadmium rechargeable batteries, double AA, A, size for years, have always not produced the voltage of regular batteries, and their fall off was significant. The voltage would drop as they ran. And whatever these guys have done, they've created it so it's creating a true 1.5 volts, and it stays constant throughout out its range and then can drop off so now you you can use these in wireless microphones and professional media and health tech and a lot of other things where the rechargeables are actually going to now make more sense and help save the environment it was a bear finding them because they were behind a huge pink booth with people spinning the wheel to try and get a sex toy so there's that but those are two things that i really saw that i that, that changed my thinking at the show you guys have anything um the latest
2: version of the My Charger, um, I don't have it in front of me, but um, it's a small charger that packs, um, it's about the size of a pack of cigarettes. Kids, if you know what a cigarette pack is, I want to talk to you later. But um, it's about the size of a pack of cigarettes, and it packs um, packs into it a uh, uh, pair of prongs that you flip out, and you can stick it in the wall, and it includes a... Um, uh, Lightning cord and a uh, USB-C cord in it, and it fits in your pocket, and you could charge your phone at least two or three times with it, and it's a beautiful thing. Cool. So the my the my charger the my charger I mean portable chargers usually you need are are bigger and they don't have the the bells and whistles, but this is like an integrated package where you don't need a separate. Uh, USB cable in order to recharge it. You can just stick it in a wall, so thank God for that. And you don't have to hunt around for other cables. The cables are, are built in and they're fairly rugged so far, um, from what I can tell. Um, so I think that that the, the 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 new charger that that got me kind of revved up. The the other thing I think longer term, and I know that you were making fun of it, Davis, the the beverage cooler. That was cool. Um, But the thing about the beverage cooler is that there's some underlying technology in it where it uses piezoelectric um, uh, heat transfer cooling technology. So not only can you use it to cool things, with a software upgrade, you'll be able to use it to um, heat things as well. So, you know, you can heat up your, you can cool down your beverage with it. um, And then after you cool down your beverage, you can throw in a couple of hot uh, towels in it and get some hot towels. Um, And I really wanted one of those because I needed the hot towels for my feet because my feet were killing me.
0: Did you find, and I got to get to you, Evan, and get your thoughts, but did you find, Doug, like I did, that a lot of the exhibitors didn't have as much stuff to give out and try as they did in the past? For years, it's not just swag. I'm not talking about like, you know, a beanie or socks or anything like that. But, you know, if we would go and look at a new driver, a new USB stick, they would say, you know, here, you know, please evaluate it, let us know what it was. Now they were running, if they had it at all, they were running a contest for it. Very few people were giving it. I mean, it looked like the whole show was a little bit cheaper and stingier in terms of. Of giving samples away? Well, I think that, um,
2: yes, I didn't bring home the plastic bottle or two full of USB sticks like I have in previous years.
1: I had a handful. Well, that's of why, USB you know, that's why I like I like shows where Poly slash Plantronics is active, because I generally <laughs> walk away with $500 worth of, of swag <laughs> at, at every event. So I have high hopes for uh, Enterprise Connect but I think for me, the two takeaways, things I, I really want to buy this year, probably the Motorola Razor, just for nostalgic purposes. I played with it. It's a beautiful uh, smartphone. I mean, the, the, the folding razor form factor, and it's a really nice device. It looks really different, really interesting and uh, compact. So I, I have my eyes on that. And the other is, is, it, is a new Chromebook from Samsung. It's sort of an orange-red aluminum or aluminium as Joni Ives says. Aluminium shell with OLED display. It's probably the nicest looking laptop I, I think I've ever seen. And it's a Chromebook, which I, I love Chromebooks. So that's coming out in Q one from Samsung. So I have my eyes on both of those. Cool.
0: All right. So are we coming back next year? Are we are we going to make it another year getting up? Yeah, really I'm good yeah
1: definitely. I'm I'm hooked now. I think I will Start a training and uh, exercise regime about eight weeks in advance. Now that I understand the deal, but, uh, but otherwise, I look forward to uh, CES 2021.
0: Doug, are we? Uh, are you going back? Or you know, are you one of the people we saw online at the press conference, just saying that uh, we're getting too old for this stuff? I think I'm fifty fifty. I my
2: vertical area of interest is going to be satellite broadband. And if OneWeb and SpaceX um, show up at CES, it'll be a battle royale for the ages. But I'm not convinced that um, either one of those companies is going to um, throw down at a at a large uh, at a large show. They may they may they may not. We will we'll see. I mean, uh, Elon Musk is a very um, elusive quantity, and I've. And I've heard Gary Arlen and other folks at CES say, "Yeah, we want Alon. We want Alon because we want Tesla there, and we want um, uh, we want to show the Power Wall and other stuff." And so far, you know, Alan Elon on the face of it is he's a little bit cheap in some ways,
1: in that he'd rather. Well, Alon at- is notorious for not spending money on marketing. Yeah. And, so uh, he, when you have you know fifty million Twitter followers, you don't need to. So it's a good strategy. I,
2: I, I think it's going to be interesting to see if, if uh, SpaceX actually shows up, because they're going to have to have a platform to launch this, to launch satellite broadband, and they're going to have to convince people. But that's, you know, the, that's my, my personal niche and bone. Um, but we'll Well, see. and
0: remember, with CES, there's showing up, meaning you're there, but you're not exhibiting. And then there's showing up and sort of dangling so you're not exhibiting and you're maybe in a press conference or you're a guest of someone in a press conference. And then they're showing up and, you know, buying the whole city like Google did. So there are different levels of showing up. I'm I'm definitely – go ahead.
2: Well, and I was going to say that, yeah, but, but, you know, Dave, part of that of showing up is how big of a check you, because you, some of these keynote speeches don't happen without booths. And you know that, and I know that, and it's, and it's one of the unstated principles of life, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we can certainly go back years and talk about the controversies of keynote speakers, and honestly, and I know this is, this is probably, you know, we, we talked before the show uh, about how you, you have to give up, you can't see the whole show, one person can't do it, only a team can. The keynotes are honestly the first thing I scratch off. If anything of any interest happens at a keynote presentation, I can watch the video of it later. Um, I'm, I'm there to see what I can see, which are the things that the major media and the tech media covering the events are not covering, um, which hopefully you guys saw in, in the, the, the the vlog that I did from the show it came out to be an hour and 12 minutes this year. Um, Cause I put in a lot of excerpts, but I, again, I'm there to see the things that other people don't see. All right. So, so let's kind of wrap this up with any final thoughts and then tell people how they can uh, get in touch with you. Doug, uh, uh, your last thoughts, your your closing note on CES 2020.
2: Uh, like I said, um, I'm I'm still recovering. I'm 50 50 for next year. I'm gonna have to wait and see. Um, you can find me on Twitter at um, Doug on IP um, com c o m m. Um, that's the best way to to find me
1: is on Twitter.
0: Terrific, Evan.
1: Yeah, people generally know where to find me because they can't avoid me on Twitter. So just uh, just just find me there. But I would say I'm hooked. Yeah, no, I'm all in. and I'll, I'll be there next year. And my next mega show is Mobile World Congress. So maybe we want to have a chat about uh, what what we see in here uh, from at the show. And I can be your your man on the ground, as it were, in Barcelona.
0: Absolutely. We're going to get a lot of good news, a lot of the mobiles. You'll see even more of what uh, Motorola is doing uh, at Mobile World Congress. Uh, my goal for next year for CES, Evan, is to get some of the old school, stodgy media management companies to realize that as an influencer with as many followers as you have, you qualify as media to get into the media events. I may have to work a little bit behind the scenes on that one, but we've got a year to do it. So I've, I've got a feeling that we'll be able to see you at some of those shows
1: next year. Fabulous. We'll look forward to it, and thanks so much. Well, thanks,
0: everybody, for joining us. This was, you know, three old guys talking about a a young guy show at CES. Um, I'm your host, David Danto. Until next time, we'll see you again.